What is up, everybody? I'm Chad Brock, and Zach Bailiff's missing, but he'll be here maybe later. Who knows? You guys are watching the Orion Podcast. up everybody welcome back welcome back to the orion podcast it feels like it's been a hot minute i know that for me as you can see by the bad tan lines that i've got going on i've been on the water for like two straight weeks and happy to be back at home happy to be here in the i guess you would call it the orion podcast studio got new swag going on more swag coming right there wherever it's all backwards it's all backwards if you're wondering why we point the wrong direction that would be it um so yeah very cool stuff um we've uh took off and went down to the uh big tournament down at pickwick for the usa bass and also part of uh wasn't actually is the big boat side of the usa bass and not necessarily the jk trail but we gave away some cool orion coolers to the big boat guys uh, being my good buddy Adam Marshall fished in that event, uh, placed in, gosh, I don't even remember. We were up above the top one. We were in the top 100, well above 100. I just don't remember where off the top of my head. It was tough fishing, um, as most of you are kind of seeing out there. I'm sure that uh, conditions are a little bit behind. Everything's running about two weeks off or or a little bit more. So yeah, it was uh, made for a great event. Um, a lot of guys struggled. Some guys caught them the first day. They didn't catch them the second day. And uh, yeah, so it was interesting. Came back home, jumped right back into the JK trail here locally in Indiana. Um, still tough conditions and, you know, everybody's just grinding through it. So it, it's, it's a fun deal. We'll get to hear about that a little bit later from our guest that we've got here tonight. He is a, He's got some big things going on. He's got a lot going on. I'm not quite sure how he gets it all done. Um, but if he's anything like me, he just gets up early and goes. That's just how you do it. Uh, we've got some good people out in the audience tonight. Hello, Miss Jean, Mr. Jesse, and then uh, Mr. Christopher. Yeah, Christian. And then uh, Jason, what's going on, man? Good to have you here in the audience. But without further ado, let's, uh, let's introduce tonight's special guest one mr lance mccorder welcome back buddy well welcome to the orion podcast you've yeah. technically not been here yet yeah first timer man you hear me okay i can hear you great man. all right cool yeah i had a little 
technical difficulty get signed in the studio because you said you know running out of time not have a time enough time to do anything i choked down dinner in about two and a half minutes uh and then ran out here and tried to get everything set up but uh Dude. but yeah glad glad to be here thanks so much for having me on the orion podcast it's uh yeah first time here so yeah Missile Bates shirt reminds me of my time down at Pickwick. We found that, you know, when you go to the big lakes, you always find that one gas station that has the good tackle. Oh, yeah. I found that gas station <laughs> and I have, because of these, I have several new missile jigs. I bought missile jigs every time I went in there. The old Bitsy Flip, the half ounces. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 jigs or sleepers, man. Like a lot of people oh, don't uh, like the, they know the D bombs and they know the quiver worms and the forty eights and things like that. But a lot of people don't realize that the mini you know, flip Ike uh, Ike really went all out with missile and making those jigs, and they are just they're phenomenal. I mean, it's I mean jigs are just great. They are tools anywhere, but I mean just the way that they engineered those things. They I mean they just hook up, they catch fish. The new uh, mini swim jigs are mm-hmm. just lights out good. They're just in a great, great, great company. And I'm, I'm sure we'll circle back to those guys a little later. They're uh, fantastic oh, they're awesome. people. You know, John Cruz and Byron and Alex and Miles and all those guys are just fantastic people. Yeah, and, and for those of you that have never tried that jig, highly recommend it. You will be surprised about how little you hang that jig up, especially the mini flip. Mm-hmm. You will be surprised. But, I mean, dude. Like we've had you on the doc talk. We've had you on everything else, but your story is bigger than just um, fishing, man. I mean, you've got like a plethora. I mean, you, like I said, you probably start your day hoping that you can, if you could just get four more hours in a day, you could get just that much more done. Um, But let's start at the beginning. Let's jump into Mm -hmm. the nuts and bolts. How did, how did you find your passion in the outdoors? Like where did, where did this all begin? Take us back to the beginning. Oh man, like bass fishing, it started on a kind of up by Lake Louisville and in Dallas. I had some, uh, my grandparents had a, like a mobile home on the lake in a a little, you know, like 1970s kind of retirement uh, mobile home park on a little lake called Lake Kiowa. And, uh, they had a dock out back with those old, you know, those old rusty tetanus lawn chairs that you see now <laughs> selling for 200 bucks at the antique stores, the antique you know, the, store, uh, yeah. uh, but my mamma would put me in a life vest and clip a dog leash to it. And that dog leash would be attached to the leg of her chair. And oh, she wow. would turn me loose with a cane, with a cane pole. Um, and I would fish off that dock for as long as they let me. And I, th- I think I was about two. Um, and, and that just became kind of all that I did all that I thought about was fishing. And then as I got older hunting and I mean, it's just something that was so thoroughly ingrained in my DNA. You know, my papa was just an insane fisherman, you know, it's, uh, he actually got kind of, I think he got kind of upset when I kind of always leaned towards catching bass because, you know, he was a brim guy and, uh, he really, he really liked eating them and, and, uh, wasn't a huge fan of eating bass. Um, you know, but, but, you know, we would eat whatever we'd catch. I mean, that was food, you know, and, right. uh, um, and there's actually a, there's actually a dish on my menu right now. That's inspired by the way that my mamma would make, uh, would, would make bass with cornbread and black eyed peas. And, uh, it's, uh, 
you know, it's just, it goes back that far. And, uh, I fished my whole life when I was a teenager, we moved up to Utah. So I got into, uh, into mountain fishing and trout fishing and uh, walleye fishing, ice fishing a little bit. Um, but it's just fishing has always been a part of my life. So it's, uh, you know, it's continued on, uh, you know, th throughout my service, all the places I got to go, I was always fishing You know, when I was over in Iraq doing, you know, high threat diplomatic security. We were fishing Saddam Hussein's ponds and his palaces for peacock bass, you know, it's, uh, and then I came home and that's where I found my love for kayak, fishing, you know, and, and here we are. That's awesome, dude. And, and kind of, you mentioned the Saddam Hussein's pond yeah. in the <laughs> in the peacock bass in a, in yeah. a peacock. That was a cool story, man. I, I was kind of hoping you you'd go into that one just. Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean, you said traveling around in the military and stuff like that. I, we'd always fish. We we'd go to places and we'd fish. And uh, I fished the Persian Gulf. I fished, you know, uh, all over the the Micronesian and the Polynesian islands in Australia. And I fished, you know, I was stationed in Hawaii forever. I fished out there. Um, so there, everywhere you travel, there's always some cool spots to fish. And um, I went to, uh, it was probably my third or fourth uh, contract assignment that I was on. And I was doing uh, high threat diplomatic security for the state department in the, in the green zone in Baghdad. And there's a place, place there called prosperity. And it's one of Saddam's old, uh, one of his old palaces that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we thoroughly wrecked and then we rebuilt for our use. Um, so, you know, like his grand ballroom was our gym and, uh, you know, all of the rest of the palace was like our training grounds for doing, you know, close quarters combat and stuff like that. But on these grounds were these enormous ponds. Uh, they were all, you know, concrete lined, like big pools of roads went all around them. You know, we jog around them every day. Um, well, there was me and a buddy and, uh, both of us into fishing and we noticed one day that you know we there was these little uh little souks like these little shops the locals mm -hmm. would set up inside the base and uh, we noticed that one of them was selling like this kind of reverse engineered like chinese uh fishing gear you know and had some lures and stuff like that and we we're asking him like dude like where do people fish he's like no ponds right here full of fish we're like no way you know <laughs> I mean, all, all, all we could think of is you're going to just, you know, start snagging onto bodies and stuff when you're going through that, um, right. you know, being, a, you know, Saddam doing some off of their heads type and kicking them over the wall, you <laughs> just, know, just being where you and, were. Yeah. Just come up with a hand or something, you know, and, <laughs> but, uh, but now we, so, so we bought into it, man. We got, uh, we got old boys fishing tackle and, and we'd go out there. We started catching fish. I mean, you'd catch peacock bass, you'd catch, I mean, all sorts of just weird freshwater fish in there i mean there was people that were telling us that you know he had all sorts of stuff stocked in there and uh, i mean you, you look at the i mean the guys other palaces and other places that i'd been were were stocked with game you know when i was down wow. in um, nazaria like dequar province there was you know there was still wild animals that you'd still see running around out there you'd see you know hyenas and stuff <laughs> like it, it was pretty weird so i mean i guess the dude was into it you know so it just benefited us there in the in the long run but yeah we'd sit there on that wall and you know 120 degrees out and, and fish hey any big ones that's the real question no nah, not really i mean you know i think they kind of grow to their environment and there wasn't you know a ton of structure other than you know previously aforementioned you know instead of rock piles you had i don't know skull piles or whatever down there. right right so i mean there wasn't a lot for them to I, I think, you know, whatever was in there kind of could only get so big, but I mean, just your good standard run of the mill, you know, 15, 16, 17 inches. And, and I mean, nothing huge. 
I mean, hey, in the middle of the desert. Yeah, I mean, like, it was fishing. We were fishing. It's fishing. Mm-hmm. It's fishing. So you come back, you find kayak fishing. Now, how did yeah. how did kayak fishing come about? Like, did is just something you found on your own, or did someone else? Yeah, there's uh, I always call him my adopted dad, Hemp Dudes. He's now passed on. Uh, he's former Special Forces medic, um, one of the great mentors of my life, and he and I fished all the time. And uh, I'd been seeing these fishing kayaks around, and and you know. I rolled out to, uh, I mean, I'd just come home. I just gave up, uh, contracting and, and had decided that I was going to be a chef. And, uh, so, but I had a little break in there, like maybe four five, six months where I just kind of, you know, decompressed and just kind of hung out, you know, in right. intent on burning through my savings and what have you, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so, so yeah, I, I found, uh, I found fishing kayaks and I went and, uh, I got myself a Perception Pescador uh, 12, and it was, you know, I'm, I'm not one that would, would would bash a product, but it was miserable. I mean, it floated. I caught fish on it. You know, I could paddle around and fish on it all day, but, man, it was uncomfortable. It was a little, you know, sit on top with the, mm-hmm. the back pad, like zip seat, and, oh, it was, you know, your butt's wet all day, and it's just, it was, it was pretty miserable, but, I mean, I, I caught some big fish out of that thing. And I just really fell in love with it. And then uh, one day, uh, Hamp, my my uh, my buddy, he goes, "Man, there's these, you know, I'm watching this uh, this kayak fishing show here that was on some sports channel or whatever, and it was some guy going down the Devil's River, and he had a cuda. And both of us were were just like, "Oh my, yeah, like that's that's it right there. We need to get one of those." Um, so we started researching and start. I mean, this is twenty. 13 i think yeah. you know and so yeah. we started digging around and, and looking at shops and we found uh you know the gang down there at tng canoes in san marcos was a, this jackson dealer and we rolled out there and uh and we both got set up with brand new uh jackson kayak cuda 14s and uh you know rigged them out loaded them up and, and we just every waking moment that we had that we weren't busy working or anything like that we were on those cudas uh, and this is down in the hill country. Um, so, I mean, we're on the Brazos River. We're on the, the Guadalupe, the Llano, mm-hmm. the you know Medina Lake, uh, Medina River. Um, just kind of all these, you know, the, the Frio. I mean, like anywhere that we could put those kayaks in, we were putting those kudas in and, and just having an absolute ball at it, you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it turned into, while I was kind of looking at how to become a chef, because I had no idea. Um, I spent my days kayak fishing and it, and it was kind of this little, uh, I really think it helped me kind of reprogram myself to, to being out of Iraq for as long as I stayed there. And, uh, and just gave me something to do with, with my mind and with my body and, and, and to keep myself occupied while I kind of made that adjustment to, to normal life, you know, Dr. Evil. Thing. Right. <laughs> awesome though man and, and you know i mean we've alluded to it many many times um it's kayak fishing and the outdoors has been great for a lot of service members that's come home i mean Absolutely. it's helped helped a lot of folks in a lot of different ways whether it's hunting fishing you know there's there's something in the outdoors for everybody that's a it's a great place to to decompress and unwind for mm-hmm. sure now 
I gotta ask. I mean, you're 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 kayak fishing. You're straight home from my mm-hmm. wreck. How how did chefing come about, man? Well, I mean, it's just you know when I was when I was a teenager, I always worked in restaurants. That was mm-hmm. kind of I mean, it's like a like kind of a, a half a homeless kid. You know, kind of got kicked into the system when I was young. Uh, wound up house hopping with friends, and you know, mm-hmm. never had much uh, more than a bag of of clothes that I'd house hop with, and um never had any money you know so it was it was kind of i started started working at restaurants when i was like 13 uh started dishwashing started prep cooking you know and then uh it got my driver's license started doing delivery and prep cooking and just i was just always working in them and uh it was kind of like this familiar home for for wayward kids you know and uh mm-hmm. you know anthony bourdain who had come along a much much later in my life really described the culture I mean, he's spot on about it it's it's really this kind of just it's like a pirate ship, you know? Um, so, uh, I wound up joining the army at 17 and then went on and did my whole life after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but cooking was always there. It was something that I always loved. I always had a passion for it. It's, I kind of always knew that sometime it was going to come back to that. And, uh, you know, I kept doing these things and yeah, Charlie says kitchen chaos. Absolutely. The, uh, but you know, keep, it just kept coming back. You know, it's like, uh, when I got to the military, I was a firefighter. You know, I fell in love with cooking for the guys at the station, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, and I got these choice assignments for it. You know, it's like when I was a probationary firefighter, I'd always get the good stations because I come to find out they were requesting me because I can cook good, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so it, it just, it just kind of came up, you know, the last few years that I was sitting in Iraq, um, you know, during the, during the security contracting, it's just, I always, you know, I th- it was probably about the seventh time that I read Kitchen Confidential by Bourdain that I was just like, all right, yeah, man, that's let's do that. You know, I've always been one of these that uh, the number one question that I get is, is, you know, how have you done all these things? You know? And I'm just like, whenever I've dreamed of doing something, I've just gone and done it. You know, it's like I think I was kind of isolated and and pushed out on my own at so young of an age that I just never learned that we were supposed to fit this little mold or the or fit within these little societal limitations that normal people have. So I'm perfectly okay with just hitting the flush button on life and starting over, you know, I mean, when, when I went to cooking, I mean, I took a, you know, probably $185,000 a year pay cut to go be a line cook. You know, I ruined mm-hmm. myself. Uh, but here I am, you know, 10 years later, I've got my own restaurant. I got my own bar, you know, it's like, uh, you know, been on food network and TV and all you know, don't chop and, won a bunch right. of awards and it's it's like you just go do it so i mean i think it was just a it, much like kayak fishing it's just always a passion right on man that's cool and, and i think that says a lot just to just to a generation of people that you know we just you just kind of figure stuff out and it's like mm-hmm. you I, you know i think it's good for people and good advice to never stop evolving never stop changing who you are yeah. um that's that's huge man it's like when people lose a goal they just i'm done and yeah. i mean it's never you you've got some people that are okay what's next and then you've got some people that just can't figure out the process of what's next and that's kind of when they get lost a little bit wouldn't you say yeah i mean absolutely and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll i'll throw you an example of it from just this last weekend you know it's uh um, I mean, I'm a firm believer that people really get hung up on what didn't go right and they really mm-hmm. are sour on it and they really kind of just hang on to that and just kind of get this kind of mopey thing about themselves. You 
know, and oh, yeah. uh, so I, I was coming home from, uh, you know, uh, turn, our tournament on uh, USA Bass and Jackson Kayak Shell tournament on uh, Lake Fork. And uh, I had, uh, I hadn't slept in like two days. I got a couple, maybe an hour of sleep in the truck. Um, I had my, I, I was calling it my go fast rig. It's my Tundra with the shell and it has the deck system in the bed. So it's like a foot higher. Mm-hmm. And, and I was driving to Alabama to do the Bucks Island Fish Fest and then driving back that right after that, driving, you know, 10 hours to do the Lake Fork tournament that next morning at 6 a.m. So I rigged up this like bike stand in the back and had the the kayak up on it. So so I could do like 90, you know, <laughs> like so I didn't have to pull a trailer. So anyways, I go do the tournament, get done with that. I drive home. I swing by the store to grab some beer and some stuff to barbecue or grill or whatever. And, uh, I'm in my Jersey, you know, and, uh, there's this kid there and, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm checking out and he goes, well, sir, how are you today? I looked at him. I said, I'm living the dream, man. How are you? And he goes, well, I wish I was living my dream. And I'm like, well, if you're not living this one, there's always another. He goes, well, I really wanted to be a police officer, but you know, I, I just couldn't do it or whatever. You know, this kid's like probably 18, 19 years old. And I was like, well, if you can't do it, do something else. I said, man, when I, when I was a kid, I like, I wanted to be an astronaut, you know, second grade, I got glasses and that dream was over. I'm like, there's always another dream. You know, there's always something else you want to do. And, and, uh, I'm like, just pick the next one and go crush it. You know, And he's like, that's actually a really good idea. And then he got to talk to me about fishing and things like that. He really loves to fish. And, and, uh, you know, he's like, well, do you need a handout with your, with your groceries? And I'm like, no, but if you want, you know, you want to come out and see the kayak I got in the back of the truck, come on. And, He's like, yep, grab my beer and out he goes. And, uh, you know, so we sat there and talked fishing for a second. And I mean, it's just one of those, I think I just really felt like this kid was just, you know, hung up on that. And I think that there's a lot of adults that are, and, uh, and you just can't, and it's, it's like, it's like pick those dreams, but I mean, there's no guarantee that any of those dreams are going to come true. And that shouldn't keep you from trying, you know, it's like pick another one and go do it. It's like I wanted to. I mean, I was a decent kayak fisherman. Uh, I, I fished my whole life, but I was throw rubber worm at a bank kind of guy. You know, I always out fished my buddies, but you know, uh, when I got you know to the point in my restaurant career to where I could actually take some time to fish, you know, I discovered tournament fishing, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different animal. You know, it's like now you're traveling 12 14 15 hours on those national trails and competing against people that have been doing this for 10 years 12 years you know and and it's a whole other uh you know kind of set your up set yourself up for disappointment scenario yeah. you know and it's uh mm-hmm. um but i but i saw that and i wanted to do it i'm like i don't know if i'll ever be good at it you know but i know i want to do it and uh and there has to be a way to 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 kind of be that professional level angler even if you're not good at it yet i was like i kept telling people i'm like man look at the elite series you know 100 and whatever guys how many of them how many of them do you know by name you know how many of them fish in the top 10 20 30 40 every time how many not many how many of them blanked on lay lake oh yeah 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 and and other lakes before you know so i just kind of looked at it like that and i go there's no reason that i can't um as a guy that's just fished, you know, local tournaments for a year, not that, I mean, I won't say, I hate to say that I'm not great because I don't want it to sound like 
self-deprecating because I don't see it that way. I just am being a realist. I'm not, we're I'm not great at it yet. We're learning. Exactly. So I, I was kind of like, well, how do you get those sponsors and how do you get the people to help you out along your way and find the people to believe in you when you're still learning, you know? Well, you you take it and you run with it. You know, it's like I, I've kind of made my my whole deal off of, you know, my podcast. I was, you know, I that's one of the, you asked how I had time. I had to give up a few things. Um, you know, I had to give up my podcast, but, uh, you know, that was the big thing about that. It was, it was, it was learning. It was taking people mm -hmm. on this journey of learning how to tournament fish and that it's okay to go out there and, and blank or go out there and get two fish or go out there and get two limits each day, you know, or, Hey, I got a check on this one. You know, it's, and, and it's kind of taking people along for that ride. And, uh, and you can, when you, when you really uh, work and organize and put yourself out there in, in a manner that shows people that you're willing to put in the work, they don't necessarily care that you're, you may not be ho hoisting trophies every weekend. You know, that's, when you become like kind of a positive influence to people, uh, a lot of companies get on board with that, you know, and, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, I said, we'd make the spin around a missile, you know, that's uh, uh, one of my first big sponsors, Jackson being my first huge, you know, Jackson and Dakota Lithium are my two huge ones. Um, they believed in me right off the bat and, and they just saw that I cared and, and that I, that I tried and, and I shared that with everybody out there. You know, I would do my recaps would be like, well, I learned not to do this, you know, um, but it, but it's kind of like all you guys out there and gals that want to get into it, you know, it, it's just like business or, or starting on a new path in life or doing whatever, or starting on that next dream. I'll tell people the only thing holding you back is fear and air and there went all the air, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> No, and I tell you, man, you remember that first tournament you ever went to, and <clears throat> being young and, and being naive, you 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 roll in there and you just look at it and you go, oh, "Yeah, I got yeah. this, I got this, I can throw at that. I'm gonna catch fish here, there, and everywhere." And then you look around and you're like, "Everybody beats you to death," and you're just like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I mean it. It's an eye opening experience because yeah there's just nothing better either than <clears throat> being around people that are doing the same thing because you, like I said, you're learning, you're practicing, you're getting better, mm -hmm. but there's something to be learned by being close, interacting with those people. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. On the different <clears throat> trails, whether you're in, in the back of the boat, the front of the boat in a kayak, there's something to be learned from other mm -hmm. folks out on the water. Exactly. Especially the old well, just, yeah. Just going fun fishing with your buddies, whatever. Uh, Ke Kevin Nemo just commented up there, you know, mm -hmm. about, uh, his first tournament ever uh, was uh, Lake Fork, and my man went out there and and caught big bass. He got a good mm. check off that, you know. Uh, and uh, I keep telling him it's because of all the all the mojo that he got when he bought my uh, my big rig off of me, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> the uh, no, I mean he he's out there and he's learning and he's trying and he's growing and he's just investing. And the guy is like a sponge, just soaking up everything uh, that he can learn. And I mean we go fun fishing. When, I mean when I can and and. Uh, I mean, he just loves it, you know, and it's just like trying to be more inviting to people like that and trying to convince them to to jump in and, and start tournament fishing, you know, or, or, or you know, just try once, you know. Um, I'm like, my poor dude's going to have to explain entry fees to his wife now, you know, because he's, oh, yeah. I, I promise you, after getting that big bass trophy, he's hooked, you know. <laughs> they the, just uh, keep sending it. Yeah. Sending it. <laughs> it's, uh. I mean, the, the, the first national tournament that I ever did was that Fort Worth event. 
mm-hmm. um, on the on the river there. And I pulled a check. Uh, everyone in our house pulled a check. Um, and that was the day that, you know, Jody and, and Guillermo, I think it was Matt Scotch, all those guys were pulling like 112 and one, you know, 110, 109. Like, I mean, it was like people, I think third place was like 104 or something, wow. you know, and I pulled, I think it was seventh, you know, and, uh, and it was the same deal. I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, it's like, um, and the, the biggest thing is learning to make decisions and learning to, I mean, now like traveling around, it's really just learning like different bodies of water, different fisheries, yeah. like and how different going from, you know, TVA to Hartwell to, you know, Harris Chain and uh, Ufala or, you know, then back to like Lake Fork or then Peak, you know, Possum Kingdom, which is a totally different kind of lake, you know. It's really just trying to learn all those things. And uh, say part time job for tournament fishing could be a Yeah. <laughs> I got you, buddy. You can come work at the shop. <laughs> but so you're chefing, mm-hmm. you're you're on the road, you're you're kayak fishing, you're you're multitasking here. Now you've you've you had some <laughs> other stuff that I mean you you took part in starting up yeah. some other trails there in Texas, but now right. you you've kind of started a second wave of this with the JK trail. And you yep. guys have actually been crushing it down there in Texas. Uh, I get to check all fun. this. I, I'm the stat guy. I go in every <laughs> Monday morning and I have to review and check up on all the stats. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what this has been like for you jumping back into the director side and, and helping something new grow and, and what you see in the future for this avenue that uh, is USA Bash and JK Trail. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, USA Bass and JK Trail is just from its inception. It's it just seemed to me like one of those trails that was designed for uh, you know kind of the grassroots learning anglers to start competing and to start growing and then have that kind of national payoff at the end of the year. You know, with a with a good purse and some good prizes, and you get to travel out of state. Um, so I mean. It, it really kind of appealed to me because I was just thinking, man, I, where was this when I first started? You know, it's right. like, this, this, this is perfect, you know? Um, and, and you've got some trails around the country that have, you know, some, some solid, you know, JK team guys and, 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 and other tournament directors that get that, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean, it, it just really seemed like the perfect fit um, for me with, with kind of my whole platform being, you know, I'm about learning. That's, that's, that's my persona, you know, is the learning guy, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is perfect. You know, um, I just come up, come off of a stint of, a of, of a trail that I had founded. Um, and then, you know, as it grew, I grew in an opposite direction and parted ways with that. And, uh, and USA Bass and JK trail started like a few weeks after that. And I was just like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, so slid right in there. And, uh, yep you know, offered, offered to helm the, the, the East Texas division and put together, I mean, we put together schedules yes, real fast, you know, good schedule um, too. And we, yeah, we had a solid schedule. We still do. I mean, we still got a couple more events left. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed like it just kind of fit what I wanted to do and how I wanted to grow and teach. And, and I mean, so I, I, I think that's where I kind of, you know, might've had an unfair advantage against, uh, against some of the other TDs in USA Bassin is, is that, uh, 
you know, I kind of already, I already had a trail here and, and, and I've mm-hmm. got a, a great network of people and I, and I kind of learned what it's like to start a trail from scratch, uh, here in East Texas. So, cause I'd already done it, you know, the one that right. I started before I started in 2020 and, uh, and it, it grew into a, in, into a really popular trail. And then, you know, when this comes, I was just like, well, it's not like I don't have the same friends, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's like, let's go fishing kids, you know? So, uh, no, everybody's really enjoyed it. And, uh, and I mean, I would encourage anybody out there that, that has one of these USA Bass and JK trails near them to go, go join it, go get in on it. The membership's free. Um, entry fees aren't very much, you know, I mean, it's just, it, and they're, they're just great events and you've got that chance to win, you know, not only prize money, but five grand in a brand new NAR. Like, yeah, dude, that's, yeah, that's going to be would, huge. Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, getting to getting to test yourself, especially if you're if you're new or or even if you lack time, you know, not everybody's got uh, several vacation days. Um, yeah. Some of us some of us burn them all up on other stupid stuff. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so got, a lot of people have family and kids and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, we burn them up. I mean, yeah. everybody wants to do different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a fish locally, you get to go out there, test yourself mm-hmm. against your local hammers um, on that body of water that everybody's familiar with. And you mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to break the bank. You're not missing work. <laughs> you get up on Saturday morning, you can go and you're right back home, yeah. ready to go to work on Monday. Yeah, we, so that's perfect. We even, we even do some Sunday events, you know, that's yeah. uh, on the previous trail that I started. I fought really hard to get uh, Sunday dates. Uh, because being a chef and a restaurant owner, it's like, Hey man, I'm working Friday. I'm not getting home until one, two o'clock in the morning, you know, Saturday, same thing. You know, it, it, it's like, it would be nice to maybe only have to take Saturday night off, you know, or, or leave a little early on Saturday, as opposed to just, you know, going to work at until one or two drive to the ramp, sleep 30 minutes, fish all day, go straight to work, you know, which I did a lot of times, but, you know, I just thought that, that, that Sunday events were, we're kind of, you know, not everybody works Monday through Friday. So that kind of right. gives the, uh, it gives the people who work Saturdays a chance to fish even Saturday days. Um, and those who do have Monday through Friday, nine to fives, it gives them a practice day, you know, if they mm-hmm. want to get out there on, on Saturday and, and go wet a line. Um, so, I mean, you know, TDs out there, I would encourage you to incorporate those in, into your schedules, you know, you know, a couple yeah. events out of your, out and of your you- season. We've actually got, uh, I think Kansas might be the only one that's doing it right now that has the weeknight series. Um, yeah, that's I know cool. the big, the big boat trails all have weeknight series on the various mm-hmm. lakes, but kayak fishing weeknight trails. That's something I'm kind of excited about. I would like to see yeah, that in Indiana cool next year. Oh, dude, yeah, we, there's nothing better than like a that. weeknighter. There's nothing better yeah. than a weeknighter. Three hours to catch fish. Come on. It's, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like, like, like do a little three hour win. Yeah, just oh, yeah. kind of. It, it and they're doing it like fish your own coast. water, or is it a specific body of water? Uh, it's a specific body of water. So okay. you show up at like a, a single ramp. Everybody launches from a single ramp because, you know, you, you limited time. So it's a smaller yeah. body of water. And yeah, man, they crash it for crash it for three hours. Best man wins. And, you know, what I always liked about the weeknight tournaments format was it speeds up your thought process which mm-hmm. for kayak fishing is good because we are all we have to be about time management 100 percent of the time so you really you really pick up the pace you do things a lot different you take quick risk um and you don't if a spot's not fire right now you're up and you're gone you've got to go yeah, yeah i mean so that's that's kind of one of the cool things about weeknight fishing you you really learn to work with what you've 
got in front of you. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a neat format, and I'm excited to see that kind of coming into the kayak space. I think that'll be good, man. I think it'll be real cool, and it'll yeah, catch those guys that got to work weekends, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's cool. Kansas, like I said, not here in Indiana, not in Texas, or any yeah. of the other multiple states, Kentucky. Um, but you do have a you do guys got a little bit of a rivalry with the Kentucky boys going there. You guys, I don't know who's had the most like, yet, but like we, you guys are we, wait, we do. Yeah, Kentucky's they're I, up I was, there. I was our first aware. one was up there. Yeah. I wasn't aware we had a rivalry. Well, it's not a rivalry. I'm just making one up. <laughs> I want to see who's going to win this Orion Cooler. So I'm I'm trying to like oh, it up. I already it up got that. Month. I think like, you won my, it this month. My uh my my assistant my assistant TD and Judge Dan Wynn is <laughs> he's already planning visitation with that with that cooler. Uh, he said he said if I win it, he definitely gets to hang on to it from time to time. So. There's a room uh, you're yeah. cooking Wagyu steaks at one of these deals. I might come to that one. <laughs> I'm, a bit of a, I'm by. Big drive, but I Wagyu steak, why not? I'm down with that. So what is the what is like the Lance the quarter dish? I mean, what is what is the oh, premier man. dish that people just got to come get? Um, you know, it, it's I do like very kind of global, like worldly kind of food that's combined with how my little East Texas grandma taught me how to cook, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean it's like um, you may find some sort of Cajun thing mixed with, I don't know, something Middle Eastern or East African or some weird place that I've been. Uh, but, but really, I think what I'm most famous for is, and, and, and it's not really, I would never say it's my signature dish, but it's, uh, my pork chop is, uh, it, it it's pretty crazy, uh, that I won, there's this like Emmy award-winning TV show called the Texas bucket list that travels around the state and goes to all the restaurants and, Mm-hmm. and at the end of the year they crown their, their their bite of the season and and we won that thing uh with my pork chop and like the guy was like right. he's like chef when uh when i came in you know and you told me you were going to make me a pork chop he's like i was kind of like uh, really you know this is like a emmy award-winning tv show like maybe step it up a little and he goes we ate it and you got the bite of the season <laughs> you know it was, their best bite of the year was a pork chop and i was like well, you know um, I was kind of blown away by that. So, I mean, we really have, that show has, has that TV show has some legs to it, you know? So, uh, uh, we've got people all the time that are driving, you know, eight, 10 hours to Just come and eat a pork chop. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, we had somebody up, uh, I want to say it was like last month. We had somebody up from Brownsville, which is like clear down on the border, like the very wow. Southern tip of Texas, you know, they drove all the way up here to, you know, almost to Shreveport, Louisiana to eat a pork chop, you know, and it's, it's pretty fascinating, but, uh, I mean, I would say just, just, you know, very meat driven, you know, like, like just, you know, steaks and chops. And, um, but I mean, like I said, I cook, I cook a lot of fish. I cook a lot of pasta. I cook. I mean, it's just, it's pretty worldly. So you kind of had me at pork chop. I won't even lie. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dope pork chop. It's hard to beat a good pork chop. So now you, you, You've got a new adventure getting ready to start. Well, it it, it has started. There's <laughs> it started, boats on the yeah. floor. There's boats yeah, on the believe floor. Believe me, yeah, um, it started. So let's let's talk about this new adventure. I'll let you kind yeah. of introduce the new adventure. Tell tell people what you're getting ready to get into. Yeah, there's uh well a lot of people a lot of people know Billy Bones Custom Kayaks. That's uh that was kind of like my little home shop, uh you know named after a uh, Treasure Island character. He's the dude that brings old boy the map. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh 
but Billy Bones was like, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's like I was just building boats out of my house uh, mm-hmm. for people. You know, I built built some for uh, some of the JKT guys. I built some some other brands for some guys, and and it's like it came off my love for just building things, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I really like, uh, you know, working with 12 volt electronics and, you know, uh, and I had a pretty good background in doing that and side jobs, my pretty much my whole life doing like car audio and things like that. So, you know, it just kind of all tied together and, uh, it kind of started getting to where I kind of had to dial Billy bones back because, I just didn't have the space and I didn't have the resources to keep building these boats mm-hmm. or to be able to order in the stuff that I'd need at, you know, dealer price or have an inventory on hand where I could just go to the shelf and pull apart. So, uh, 2020, I guess it was, I kind of started looking around and started looking at buildings and started looking at places and kind of just making that slow plan of going, you know, I live in this town, Tyler, Texas, that is, you know, 120,000 people. We don't have, you know, uh, we don't have a dedicated kayak shop and we don't have like a boutique, like high end tackle shop either. You know, like we've got Academy and Walmart mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a couple of mom and pops that are slinging, you know, like your latest and greatest Eagle Claw stuff, you know, right, like, right. Yep. But I mean, there's. Yeah, but th- but there's not like just a really dope boutique tackle shop, you know. And uh, so I kind of started asking questions, you know. I mean, I think that's the first the first step that anybody should take in an adventure is start talking to people who know more than you do, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Which in most cases, when you're starting out on an adventure, you don't know anything, you know. So it's just, you know, I, I knew I knew the, I knew the uh, I knew the demographic of the area because my restaurant and and I just opened a, a speakeasy bar behind it that. Uh, has been has been pretty successful you know uh so i mean i know the demographic i know i know the the people that we have here i know the spending habits i i know that i live right next to lake fork palestine athens rayburn mm-hmm. all four of those lakes that have had bass elite bassmaster or mlf flw tournaments on them Caddo, mm-hmm. uh lake of the pines you know like all these just blue ribbon bass fisheries are right here uh, Lake Tyler to the east. Uh, I mean, it's it's just it's all there, and there's nobody that's in this town that's that's servicing those consumers, you know. And I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, so let's make a plan, start saving, you know, start figuring out what what we can do, and just put it together, you know. And uh, you know the uh, the full circle conversation back to you know the Missile Base family. It's uh, um, you know you. And, and the lesson to learn from it from from people out there is 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 to network and and to and to to meet people and to talk to them and, and learn from them and and because there's going to be a there's going to come a time that where if you've proven yourself to these people they'll be willing to give you a recommendation or a nod or or help you know just an introduction you know yep. it's like uh um uh, Byron and John at Missile Bates I mean just hands down. I will support that company till I'm absolutely dead and gone. You know, it's just, they're just such good people and they really want to grow the sport, including kayak. You know, yeah. it's like a lot, a lot of people, you know, haven't got on board with the kayak thing yet. And they did, you know, I, I met John when I was doing my very first Bucks Island event for Jackson kayak and he saw the hustle and he was impressed. And at this old dude that didn't know anything about anything except the boats that he had, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was learning, you know, and, and he believed in me and back that really helped me 
learn a lot about the industry. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just kind of put all that together, started, started calling up, uh, and, and, and I think a lot of people, when they want to do something, they put, they put the cart before the horse, you know, and just, yeah. you know, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to open a tackle shop and just open a tackle shop and then worry about the rest of it later. You know, it's like, I've been working on this for a year, you know, um, or more, you know, uh, concept conceptually, you know, uh, but, you know, actively working on it for a long time, building relationships and, and, and getting the, the, the right brands to want to be in that store. So, I mean, we're right now, we're uh, a, a few weeks away from opening. I mean, three, four, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really close. So we're going to we're going to open up. Uh, it's going to be called ETX Paddle Sports, you know, given my love for East Texas, all things East Texas. My restaurant is Culture ETX. You know, it's like my uh, so uh, everything I've got has ETX in it. So it's it had to be ETX Paddle Sports. Did up this really cool logo that's actually the hull of a Jackson Nar with ETX mm-hmm. fish and stuff. It's pretty cool. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, that's opening up. Got a got a cool uh, showroom. Got a really cool install shop. Um, already got one employee lined up that's really got a great background in kayaking and and, and knows about rigging and and uh. uh looking for more i mean it's in i mean if i hire two three people on there i mean that'll be i'll have probably about 20 people that are working for me now between the bar and the restaurant and the shop wow i mean it's just you know kind of kind of just just building and teaching and and growing with people and 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 just well, i don't know I, it's got to instill a lot of pride to you though you're putting a lot of jobs back into the community right there you're helping yeah, totally. community grow, not only from you know cooking steaks or pork chops. You're you're servicing community that way, but you're also employing community, and that that's huge, yeah. man. That's got to feel good. Proud of you. Thank you. It is. I mean, I never thought that I would be that. You know, I never thought that I would be a boss or or employ anybody or you know have to worry about taxes. And I mean, I, I said I'm, I've got an eighth grade education, man. You know, it's like I've I've struggled my whole life and. And just kind of clawed my way through it, and and I mean I learned the hard way. I, I just turned fifty last year. I did half a century the hard way, you know. And it's uh, um, and I did it, which means that I can straight up tell anybody in the world with, you know, that with zero uncertainty that anybody out there, if you want to do something, you can do it. You know, 100%. like your, your mom told you that, and you didn't believe it. You're like, oh, mom's full of crap. No, man you can do it. You know, it's like, I'm living proof of that. I didn't wind up dead or in a gutter or in prison. Um, quite the opposite. You know? So it's just, uh, you know, dream big and, and don't be afraid to chase it. Now, now you may not become LeBron or Jordan or anything like that, or Kobe, but you can be dang on good at it. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, well, how many of those people, I mean, how many people are in the NBA making seven figures a year that you probably don't know their name you know i mean it's they're out there i mean somebody's got to practice (laughs) in the military whether it be in training or whether it be on the field of combat somewhere it's always better to be the gray man you know it's it's always better to be the dude that no, no one pays attention to and kind of just slides through and and uh and make they're they're the ones that are making things happen but also they're the ones that aren't getting shot at you know it's like uh it's one of the old Rogers Rangers rules of combat is never draw incoming fire and irritates those around you. 
be the gray man, you know, like, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's okay to not be, you know, I mean, how many people could I can, could I name in the kayak world that are absolute legends? You know, it's like uh, all the names that everybody knows and I'm so proud and I'm so honored to call them my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I travel with them all the time and I, and I have the opportunity to fish with these incredible anglers, you know, um, everywhere that every, every one of these stops that we go to, you know, like uh, Bassmaster Kayak Series, every time I'm out there fishing an event, I mean, it's just how many people I run into and shake hands with or, or give hugs or, uh, you know, it's just legend, well, you know. While the community seems so big, I mean, it's actually, we're actually still a fairly small community. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, mo- yeah. A lot of everybody knows, at least knows of everybody. Yeah, for sure. To a certain extent. Yeah. I think that's yeah. very fair. Yeah, it's it's and and it's growing by leaps and bounds, you know. And it's just like it's it's just kind of fun and to be in it on the ground floor, you know, so to speak. It's I mean, I know, I know it's really not, but this is kind of like the visible ground floor. It's like it's been in the basement yeah. for the last little while, and now we're finally out in the sunshine. And you know, oh, they're yeah. starting to show reek. They're 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 doing score tracker updates on like on the elite events, you know. Like they're just like let's see what's going on on. Uh, Chickamauga with the Bassmaster kayak series, you know, and they pull it up and you're yeah. like, <laughs> there we you are. Know, when, uh, when I got to do the Bassmaster championship this year, I mean, that was like seven year old me was like flipping out, man. Like, you know, it's, oh, uh, yeah. you know, walking around the classic and, and, and having, you know, people that know you, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool. It's and, very uh, neat. yeah. And, and it's just getting better and better. And, uh, you know, and, and when you find yourself, you know, knowing these people and being involved with these companies that, that you come to, to love and, you know, know and love like Jackson. And I mean, it's just, God, it's, it's just this whole really cool world. that's just developing right in front of all our eyes. It's exciting. It is. It's very exciting. And I think, like you said, it's, it's going to continue to grow. I don't think we've, I think we're, we're kind of in a, small space where it's level i think we're in a holding Mm -hmm. space um that's just due to the world but i think it's going to continue to you know i think there's another wave coming that's that's going to be good oh yeah 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 very awesome well and that's why that's why that was kind of one of the speed bumps that i had in my opening my kayak and fishing shop plan um is that we were on this like meteoric you know just oh yeah. astronomical blast after after covid and everybody getting outdoors and all that and i'm like and that That's was right of- when i was first thinking about it and then it was kind of like i was like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a couple of years and wait for that you know yep. inevitable fall back yep. um and i think that now we're starting to see industry wise is you're starting to see it kind of level off right now maybe mm-hmm. even take a little dip um and that, that's the people that got into it, spent, spent a bunch of money. I mean, you know, bought an inexpensive kayak or a reasonably priced kayak and, and outfitted it and really gave the industry a spike. Um, well, I think those people right now are where I was, you know, however many years ago with that, with that pescador, mm-hmm. you know, those people are either going, man, I hate this. This isn't any fun. Or they're like, man, I really love this. So now it's time to, yeah, start get that leveling up. up yeah, yeah. Let, well let's let's get that kusa x and let's get this you know let's let, let's let's trade in the walmart combos let's go get some some dobbins rods or some you know something you know yeah. let's upgrade our kit and that's where we're at right now is is either people are getting out or they're leveling up so 
Yeah, I think dude, that's that's an awesome thing to say because you know, I mean, you reference the Walmart. We all start there. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts there. It's like you go and you buy all this stuff, and then you like you're out there and you think you've got good stuff, and you catch that first big fish. And you're like, shit, I was on that fish that was I was outmatched. So you like, yeah. you're back. You're buying something just a little bit better. Then yep. you need this color. Then you need that color. And then you're sitting here with like 80 rods laying around you. Going, <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the, the one rod that I've had the longest is right in that garage. And it's up in the rafters next to all my Dobbins rod tubes. Um, and it is an OG, like when Kmart was fairly new. Uh, Zebco, like 202 Kmart branded special. Nice. That my papa bought me when we were going to hit Lake Fork when Lake Fork first opened. Mine is 1985 ish. Uh, wow, uh, mine's it. Mine is actually hanging on the wall over here. It's yeah. the uh, it's the old Snoopy pole. My mom oh, actually, yeah. my I remember mom those. Actually I had one. Found one. My mom actually found one like the one I had. Bought it for me. Brought it to me, and it hangs on the wall. So that's where it all started. It's that on the awesome. It's on the wall of memories, as I call it. I remember my Snoopy pole because you remember it came with that rubber yeah. casting weight thing. Yeah, I fished and in that puddle. I used to <laughs> I used to sit and practice casting that thing. Like, you know, I I mean not, we didn't have you know, obviously YouTube and stuff like that, but you know, I remember watching like Lake Fork guy when he was still just a YouTube dude, you mm-hmm. know, like casting, practicing, like shooting at the holes and birdhouses and like cans and stuff like that. And I mean, that's what, that's what we would do. It's like, we would sit there yeah. and try and cast and you couldn't do that with that gear, you know, but man, it was fun to try. And, uh, and I'd get in trouble for, you know, dinging my little brother in the back of the head from 30 yards yeah. out, you know, like it was a blast. Oh man. That's, that's awesome, man. It's, that's a good beginning and a good start. And What's next? That's the only question I got for you. I mean, the kayak fish, the kayak store, it, it's just getting started. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what's on? What's it? What's in the far vision though? What's what's ten years from now look like? Retirement? Oh man, no. Um, you know, when I got out of the military, um, I became a firefighter. You know, I did Army, Navy, then I was a firefighter, Sully County, and uh, you know, big city department, and. Uh, and I wound up getting hurt and was forced to retire from there. But uh, um, one thing that, that we always noticed was like when the older dudes, the old captains, you know, the, the crusty old engineers and stuff like that, when they retired, like they died, like yeah. within four or five, six months. I mean, it was just like, so in my mind, like the number one killer of, of men in America is retirement. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, so I'm not about it. You know, it's like, I, I will work. Um, I, I will hustle until I can't stand up anymore, which could be next week. It could be 40 yeah, years from now. You know, I don't know. You know, the, uh, I mean, I'm always going to have something going on, but I, I think that, the, I think that, that ETX paddle sports, the fishing shop is, I think that's part of that outplant. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the restaurant's doing great. The bar's doing great. Um, I will keep that going as long as that wave keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. I've got a great crew that, uh, you know, is just, I mean, they're great. They're, they're, they're doing s- such good work there that I feel like I could just go on a, on a, on a vacation, maybe not without my cell phone, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but you're still going to have to call me or be like, Hey chef, uh, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, get a plunger. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, man, it's, uh, I, I haven't even thought about it. It's, uh, I, like I said, I know the fishing store is part of it because I mean, that's the kind of thing that I think if you get one of those going, like, like with the, the, the business model that we have planned is, is being that neighborhood, you know, tackle shop, you know, where people hang out and, you know, whether they be 80 or whether they be 20, you know, and can mm-hmm. hang out, talk fishing and, you know, or the old generation talk sideways at the youngers and vice versa and people tell lies and sit around and drink coffee or you know close down and we're all drinking beer out the back you know out, out back of the install bay you know i don't know or cook a barbecue you know it's but i mean i think we all know that shop and so it's yeah. like i just kind of want to build that because no matter what if i decide to give up cooking or give up tournament fishing or whatever like that is one of those things that if you just put love into it like yeah i think it'll so. just keep going you know like it ju- yeah. it'll just keep going and i mean and that's you know i don't know who would take it take it over from him my, my i've got one kid he's grown uh he just got out of the army he's an army ranger uh he just got out and he's off doing his thing and it's like i don't know if he if he would want it or not you know um my uh my beautiful wife bailey you know she'll probably uh be be, be a lot uh a bit after i'm gone so hopefully she can enjoy it and, and whatever sell it move to costa rica or whatever you know yeah <laughs> but I, I just hope that it always stays there and it creates just a really cool little community spot and just is uh is that spot for 100 years you know that's good man that is really good so before i let you go though mm-hmm. josh evans give me some really good music this is not it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're like still got the lame music because I never uploaded what Josh sent me, so that's on <laughs> me. So I'm gonna hit you with five random questions. Okay, go. five randoms. Best fluoro delete or not? Oh, FG, FG, FG. Worst travel experience to date. Flying home from uh, Istanbul, Turkey on Turkish Airways for 15 hours. I was waiting for chickens and goats to start running around the alley, the aisles. <laughs> There's something there that we'll talk about later. <laughs> There's something there. That's a good story. Best lake in the United States. Oh, my God, to. dude. The best. Uh, best lake is 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 Cato. Absolutely, Cato Lake. Man, you want to step on the smallmouth lakes like that? The big northern smallmouth lakes? I love them, man, but uh, I haven't gone north that much. <laughs> Lacrosse is going to be my first trip really far up north uh, and as an adult. So we'll see. Maybe something can beat it. I'd love to do like Millilax or, or St. Clair or something like that. So we'll see. The first dish you ever cooked, put in your mouth and went, that is not it. <laughs> oh man probably like the first time i ever made chicken tacos when i was playing in a band out in california and i just like hard boiled a chicken breast and shredded it and put it in a tortilla and i was like that's freaking disgusting <laughs> that's kind of a random one wasn't it yeah so that's what four uh, I, you're the one keep it's your show bro I, yeah dude i don't know you think i can count that's why i play social media um 
Here's here's the big one. All right. Black and blue or green pumpkin? Black and blue. There you guys have it. Oh, I forgot to turn the button on. <laughs> you survived. You survived five questions. We haven't done that for a while. Zach's like, we got to bring that back. And then he doesn't. He's, yes. He was engaged with kid duty tonight. So he didn't <laughs> get to make it. Um, man, I appreciate you being on here. It's, it's, fun to get a talk i'm glad we got to have a show with just you so you could tell a little bit more about your story um so people could get to know the real lance just a little bit more um well, thanks brother. That, i really appreciate it hey dude that's what this what this show is about um with that being said i want you to thank the people you need to thank tell them where to find you on the oh, social man. worlds um first and foremost my wife bailey she is amazing she's my rock i could accomplish absolutely nothing without her um rule number one in life is find your best friend and marry her you know uh or him or whatever you know like be happy um thanks jackson kayak man about just the greatest people in the world dakota lithium um missile baits dobbins rods power pole is has has believed in me since a lot of people didn't know who i was uh catch products you know uh newport vessels motors i mean man i i, I can name so many people to thank thank orion coolers for having me on and thank you sir for everything that you do for those brands for the usa bass and jackson kayak fishing trail uh for all of us tds that do that you know um thank you I'm just hanging out for the party, man. That's all I'm here for. I'm for the, the after party. There you go. So with that being said, we're going to close this thing out. So we want to remind you guys, check us out, jacksonkayak.com. Um, grab you an Orion cooler or any Orion accessories. Orion rocks, all one word in the caps. We'll save you 5% right now. Um, that's going to last for a little bit. So if you get your eye on one of these bad boys over there, and the other side of me check them out um zero lithium thanks to zero lithium keeping me and zach powered on our adventures this year um we thank them guys over there they are a great crew of people and we enjoy hanging out with them and then uh cast king cast king freaking awesome stuff you know um check those guys out they will make you a believer the uh, speed demon pro rod is like become my nukes obsession Absolutely love those. And then, as always, thank you to Chris over at Basco. If you guys haven't checked out any Basco fishing gear, check them dudes out. They are absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks to Lance. Thanks to Jackson Kayak. Thanks to all you guys that watched in the comments. We love you. And we'll see you on the next one.